Hello and welcome to another episode of the Not Your Typical Karen podcast. This is episode 9, recorded on October 4th, 2020, titled It's the COVID Life. And in this week's episode, we welcome Elite, a new guest for the show, and、uh, she shares her experiences with having COVID. So if you're interested, please do listen. And once again, please enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Your Typical Karen. I'm Karen, and today Will and I have a very special guest, Elite,、um, who will be speaking about her experiences with COVID and recovering from COVID.、Um, but before we begin,、uh, you know、yes. the drill. We are going to talk This about. This is where what, I、know? get to shine. <laughs> I get to talk about my、Woo-hoo. favorite part of the day, which is coffee. And so. While your coffee well, gets、yeah. to shine. And so. <laughs> so this this morning I I, I had a、um, I have a actually I have a bag of beans from Verve Coffee, which is actually a Bay Area local roaster. They're in Santa Cruz, and for everyone who's in the Bay Area,、mm. they and don't know about Verve, they should they should get to know them very well. the The nearest location from San I mean, if you're in like San Jose, San Francisco area, the nearest location is in Palo Alto.、Um, well, actually, no. Let me take that back. If you're in the San Jose area, the nearest location is in Palo Alto. <laughs> so they have a, a an awesome shop. And right now, you know, because of COVID, you know, they're set up just like any other、um, coffee shop or,、yeah. or restaurant. So you can go in there for、uh, outdoors, and it's、uh, you know everything's safe, and and you can grab a、uh, a bag of coffee beans or even like a drink if you'd like. And、um, the the specific bean I have is from Kenya. And、what do you think Ooh, that is, Karen? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, not good. It's in Africa. <laughs> It is, and and uh, uh, the the tasting notes on this is is okay. I don't even know why we're gonna go through with the tasting notes because I don't know what a pomelo is. <laughs> I guess that's a fruit. Hey, pomelo. It is a fruit. It, it's similar. It's a family of、um, oh, the grapefruit.、Okay. So it's like、uh, pomelo is bigger. Sometimes it's sweet when it's really, really ripe. It's less、um, uh-huh. acidic, I think, or maybe it is. But it it is citrusy. Good. So that's where that's、pomelos. where I get all the, the fruity well, flavors from、mm-hmm. this, this coffee, then, and、um, you know, touche because、mm-hmm. you know we're talking about Africa, and now I don't even know what a pomelo is. So. <laughs> And the other two flavors or the other tasting notes on this is chrysanthemum and mulberry. So, yeah. Ooh, mulberry. So this is a, this is another good one. And again, it's local. A lot of times, I like to try things that aren't local because it's they're harder to get for me. I can't just drive to the store and grab them. But in this case, I happen to be in the area and picked up a bag of beans from Verve. So, go try that out, everybody. I think I might、go、actually Pal- try this one because it、awesome. sounds intriguing. I'll give you the address.、Mm. <laughs> Thank you. So this week, what、oh, are we talking、geez. about? So you know, everybody,、uh, everybody's dealing with COVID, right? And so, you know, my in my situation, my family and I, we we're pretty paranoid about it. So we we tried to avoid exposure and all that. But but you know, sometimes it just it just happens, and you don't really know how it happens because of the nature of this this virus.、Right. So we have a guest. Her name's Elite, and she's. She's actually gotten it, and she's she's come around. She's fine now, but you know it's always interesting to find out, like from a 
uh, firsthand perspective, like how, the, how did she get it, and what were her what were your symptoms, Elite, and and what kind of impact did it have? does it have? Yeah, there's so many questions, but let's start off with, you know, how did you get it? Well, how do you <laughs> think you got it? Uh, well, hi, Will. Hi, Karen. Uh, the simple answer, or the most honest one, is I have no clue. I have no idea because. I have never met anybody else, um, nobody close to me, nobody that I know that has gotten it. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people, it's like, okay, somebody gets infected and then later on someone they've been in contact with gets it. So that's pretty obvious. Like, well, that's how I got it, obviously. But, you know, I've been reading like right. 30 to 40% of people are asymptomatic. So you have no idea if you get it and you don't know yeah. anyone who has it. Like, where right. did we get it from? Because, you know, and I'll be honest, in the beginning, I was very scared when this first came out on the news, like in March, um, I was super paranoid. Mm -hmm. We did not leave the house. I would send mm -hmm. my husband to go get groceries like every two weeks. And I'd say, go to the local market. Don't even hit Costco. Cause I was scared. <laughs> like don't go anywhere where there's a lot of people go first thing in the morning when, you know, Lunardi's opens up and that's the only place we're going to go. You're going to go once every two weeks. I'm going to disinfect everything. So, you yeah. know, with, he would come back with tons so you disinfected of all your groceries. Oh yeah. It would take me no joke, like a three hour process <laughs> to go. I put everything out in the sun. I was wearing gloves, I Lysol wipes. I would take even fruit and vegetables and I would wash them under vinegar and water and let them soak. And then all the meat that we would buy, like raw meat, I would pack it into freezer bags and carefully like extract the meat from the packaging. I and mean, it was unbelievable. I was exhausted after everything. And we did this for two months. I did not see my dad, my brother. I didn't see anybody. I never left the house. But after two months and the poor kids saying, mommy, this is depressing. Mommy, we're bored, you know. <laughs> and then I'm starting to see more people are kind of letting up and having their little social bubbles, right? So we mm -hmm. thought, okay, you know, it's been two months. We can like at least do backyard events. So I started seeing my dad, my brother, just very close family. We still didn't see friends. Um, and I kept my distance. Um, and then after a while, you know, it's you slowly start, feeling a little bit more comfortable because you yeah. just can't live like that. It's a horrible way to live. And I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, everybody can attest to that. We decided um, this mm -hmm. was a good time. Don't ask me why we thought <laughs> we are going to remodel our house because we're all home. The kids are home. No, I think everybody's doing that. And that, I don't <laughs> think it's just you. And yeah. if you look at the, the market, mm -hmm. just the renovation market, it's booming. Yeah. Everybody's doing work on their house. Yeah. And and there was only like three people at a time that would come and, and we kept our distance. You know, we told them to wear masks, but let's be honest, you know, I'd, I'd walk by all of a sudden, I'd see their masks are off like, ugh, yeah. okay, whatever. And then you see them every day. So then you think, oh, they're probably fine. And you, you know, you don't worry as much. You just I, let your guard down. Exactly. I got yeah. a little too comfortable, but you know, they weren't sick. So this all started, um, Let's see. This was July 11th. We decided to go to see my husband's brother and his family. They have three kids. And um, again, we weren't super close, but um, the kids are you know, together. You can't social distance with the children, but we thought they're family. So there's our social Pretty bubble. We're, mm -hmm. we're good. So um, on a Saturday, we went to their house. We went on a, like a little nature walk. And my, I felt like my throat was a little bit scratchy. And I thought it's just the dust in the air, the allergies, whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't think much of it. The next day with the same family, we decided to go to Big Sur and, you know, we're away from everybody. And that morning on the drive there, I had a horrible headache. And at the time, I didn't know that a headache is a symptom of COVID. Mm -hmm. I just thought, man, you know, every now and then I get these migraines, whatever. I, I popped in a bunch of aspirin. By the time mm -hmm. we got to Big mm -hmm. Sur, I was totally fine. The whole day I was fine. We hung out with them. It was great. 
we drove home that night and I started to feel a little kind of weird again. Like, I can't really quite place Mm -hmm. it. I feel like I might be getting sick. I don't know. The next morning I wake up for work. You know, we all work from home and I call Mm -hmm. into my meeting, but I could barely get through it. I just was feeling lousy and my head started hurting again. And after I got off my meeting call, I'm like, why do I feel horrible? I can't even stand up. And I took my temperature and it was 102. Oh, jeez. I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't a low-grade fever. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. No, I felt really horrible, yeah. but I had a ton of work to do. So I called my manager. I'm like, I cannot even stand. I can't do this, but I have a ton of stuff to do. I'm going to just try to power through. For, for a couple hours, I just put my laptop in bed, and I just tried to crank out as much work as I could, and then I quickly closed it and just slept all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, I called my doctor. The fever just wouldn't go away. And, you know, of course, the back of your mind, you're like, oh, my God, is this COVID? What am I, do I have, is it the flu? What is it? Like, I don't know. Was that the first question you asked your doctor by any way? Yes. So, so I called my doctor and I told him all my symptoms. And so he started going down a list of like all the things that are symptoms of COVID. And then the first question he asked is like, do you, can you smell? Do you have your sense of smell? (laughs) Sorry. I know. Do you smell? Do you smell? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not no. funny. It's not funny. Well, it is afterwards when you talk about it. But at the time you're right. And and I said, "No, I can smell everything. I'm I'm fine." And then at the conclusion of our, you know, little you know, appointment session over the phone, he said, "You know, I don't think you have COVID. I mean, everything you're telling me this seems like it could just be a normal mm-hmm. cold vi- whatever, but he's like he told me about he's like 80% chance you don't have this, but just to wow, give really? just yep. And he said, just to put your mind at ease, I'll order the tests. Exactly. So I went to go get the test. um, And it was such a weird process, too, because, you know, when you go to the urgent, it was an urgent care clinic. There's a big old sign at the door. You can't even go in if you have a fever. So I'm like, how do I go in to get the test (laughs) if I can't even go in? Oh, wow. And my husband go in and tell them. And they're like, meet us in the back door. So I had to go around the building. (laughs) They snuck you in. (laughs) It was crazy. I felt like. Don't mention which urgent care this is because they might get in trouble. I know, right? So I don't know. I just felt like a shame. Like what, what, what <laughs> you're secretly putting. Anyway, so we oh, waited right. in the back area for a few minutes before they let me in. They were completely masked and covered and they did the the nose swab. And, you know, even then they told me they're like, if this comes out negative, you could still have it because, you know, nothing yeah. is accurate. And at the time, if there's not totally. enough of the COVID, mm-hmm. whatever in the sample, yeah. you know, whatever. So I'm like, great. Why am I even doing this test? And I thought it would right. come back negative and I'd still be worried. Like, do I have it or not? And it took four days to get my results. But I knew before that, that I had it because about two days after my appointment with the doctor, I slowly started losing my sense of smell. And I was like, oh uh-huh. no. So how many days <laughs> oh, from wow. uh, when you talked with your doctor and when you actually got tested, how many days elapsed? Oh, I, I went and did the test uh, same day I talked to him because oh, I, I, okay. I didn't want to wait because I know they say sometimes it's uh, three days, sometimes yeah. it's three days. They told That's... me seven to ten days. I'm like, seven right. to ten days? I could be dead by the time I <laughs> come out. Why would they Fortunately, you're not. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But I was super nervous. And, and when you're waiting for results and, and they're telling you, you can't leave your house, you have to be isolated and oh, you're yeah. just sitting there waiting, it feels like an eternity. And... You're just waiting there. Every second I'd be like looking at my clock, right. at my watch, you know, what what's going on. And so on the fourth day when the phone rang and I just looked at the number and I knew it was them. And, you know, the lady's like, is this, you know, Ali? Yes, this is her. And the first thing she says, 
you tested positive. I'm like, oh, great. I knew it. I already knew it. Does that mean once the, once you test positive, <laughs> does that mean they, they put you on on a list? Yep. They, they took all my information and they said, if you don't mind somebody from the, I don't know, some agency, whatever, they're mm -hmm. going to call you and they're going to get all the information because they want to do contact tracing. Sure. So I said, yeah, they can call yeah. me. And I, I think it like took two days before somebody called me and asked me everyone I've been in contact with. And I told them and they wanted names and phone numbers. And I said, wow. no, I said, no, I'm not going to give mm -hmm. anyone else's information, but I can assure you everyone that I have been in contact with, which isn't that many people, they already know. And they already know that they need to be in quarantine as well. So, I mean, aside from my own family and my husband's mm -hmm. family and the contractors, we haven't seen anybody else. Mm -hmm. So they, they didn't like push me or anything to get yeah. the specifics. And, and I told them, I said, I don't know how I got this at all. And the contractors, they were fine. So I thought for sure I got it from someone who was asymptomatic, whether it was from my own mm -hmm. brother or from, you know, oh, and then so my, my in-laws, the people that we spent that whole weekend with when I was the most contagious, they were fine. They were worried and they stayed home for a whole week just waiting for them and to get sick. And they were sick. okay. Nobody got sick. Nobody. But in my own household, wow. my husband got it like a couple days after me. And he, I told him, don't even bother getting tested because obviously if you're feeling yeah. sick and you have the same what's symptoms, the what's the point? Exactly. So I feel like all the numbers that are being reported, like, they're not accurate. Like probably more yeah. people are sick. They're just not being tested for it. Because there's really um, no yeah. point. There's no cure. I mean, it's like, what are you exactly. going to do? Exactly. You just have if to write are... it out. Exactly. And I asked my doctor, I said, well, what do I do now? How do I know when I need to go to the hospital? And he says, well, um, your breathing is, it's the only thing. And, and sometimes it could be too late. You could be breathing fine. And then all of a sudden it, it's like this silent killer almost. So I mm -hmm. ordered a, a pulse oximeter from Amazon and that was my lifesaver to me. That was like what kept my sanity. Um, it just measures your, your oxygen mm -hmm. in your blood. And if it's above 96, I think you're fine. If it falls at 95 mm -hmm. or below, mm -hmm. that's when you need to go to the hospital. So I would check that about, um, I don't know, six to ten <laughs> times a day. I just put my finger in there like, okay, I'm at 98. All right, cool. I'm good. Is it something that you can wear? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, when you go oh. to the doctor's office and it's like this little tiny little device. You just oh, put you your put it on your fingertip? Yep, exactly. Okay, got it. And, uh, mm-hmm. That <laughs> That would have made me That's more why she, she kept checking every six, every <laughs> oh, six yeah, times a day. I One. checked it yeah. constantly when I would wake up. Um, couple times in the middle of the day before I'd go to sleep and I was constantly you just taking... hope that there aren't any malfunctions <laughs> right <laughs> well exactly so I'm really relying on the accuracy of, of this device from Amazon that I purchased <laughs> right but it, it really did help me like with my sanity though because I wouldn't yeah. have known like you know every second calling urgent care like do I come in do I not come in my breathing was fine the entire time I didn't have a problem with my lungs as far as I could yeah. tell so I'm really thankful that my symptoms were just fever body aches like head to toe um not being able to smell anything and like severe exhaustion like really just being tired all the time like i couldn't walk mm -hmm. to like from one end of the house to the other without just feeling like i ran a marathon is it true what they're saying that it is similar um you experience the same symptoms as you would if you had the flu because there in the beginning there were a lot of comparisons and also still now i think right. people yes. are i think it's going to be more important later like as we flu. move into flu season right you know how do you distinguish it i mean so exactly certain things you can tell for exactly sure. and but because the symptoms are so um 
the, the range is so high going from like no symptom at all to just a low grade fever mm-hmm. to like, okay, now you can't even breathe anymore. It's such a wide range that depending on what symptoms you have, you either know that you have it or you don't. So if, if, if you have mild symptoms, it could easily just be the flu. But at the second you can't smell anything, I mean, that's not normal. That is right. certainly not the flu. So, um, so, that, so, that, that's so the having the sense of, or losing the sense of smell yeah. is like one thing that can differentiate the two. Exactly. But not everybody goes through that. Like I know, I've, I've heard of people that just only had like right. a small little fever and that was it. Um, or just feeling tired and that was it. Yeah. And in those cases, well, the flu could seem a lot worse, right? Flu right. also doesn't last that long. I mean, I've had the flu before. It usually goes away after a week. Right. If I had a fever, I've never had a fever that's gone more than a week maybe five, six days max. With this, I had a fever for 11 days. Yeah, it just lasts forever. And the scary part is, I mean, just the fear really sinks in because you're watching the news. It's like, when is this going to end? I've heard of people being in the hospital for three months, Mm -hmm. you know, or or some people that can heal after a week. And then then I was also reading like, you can, after about a week, you feel like you've kicked it. Like you're, you're, you've, you're good to go. And and then after a couple, like day six or seven, and actually my doctor even warned me, he's like, you can take a turn for the worse. And that's exactly what happened to me. So on day five, I started feeling better. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm getting better. The sixth uh-huh. day I was okay. Seventh day, my fever got worse and I fell hard. Like it just, like a train ran it's over like me. like phase two. <clears throat> exactly. And then I got scared. <clears throat> like, when is this going to end? And the, the, the not knowing, I think, is just the scariest part of all of it. Mm. If, if someone told me, like, okay, you're going to get COVID, but don't worry, after, you know, two weeks, you're going to feel much better. After three to four weeks, you're not going to be that tired anymore. Just brace yourself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as scared. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I just have you, to. There I is a light at the end of that tunnel, right? Exactly. But when you're yeah. in the middle of it it's and nobody really knows like what's exactly because it's all new and all you hear is horrible things on the news yeah totally. which by the way i recommend don't watch <laughs> it's the worst but then if, you're, if you got covid what are you gonna do i know i know but that i think that was probably the worst thing for me because i was just so scared and and also being stuck at home oh and and to top everything off because we were in construction we did not have a kitchen when I found out that I was COVID positive. We had our refrigerator in the backyard mm-hmm. with a microwave plugged in in the backyard. And oh. anytime I wanted to heat up food or anything, I'd have to unplug the, the fridge, <laughs> plug it into my microwave, microwave my food, and then go back in the house. And that was so tiring for me. And unplug the fridge? Oh yeah, gosh. because we had one outlet outside oh in the backyard. So either the fridge had to be on or the microwave. Damn. So we'd have to go back and forth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did oh, you say yes. you have kids yes, too? Because I'm curious. Did... So my, yes, I have a, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Um, and they, I'm sure, were both positive as well. My son was tired for one day. He said, Mommy, I'm feeling a little sick. I took his temperature. Mm-hmm. He had a low-grade fever for one stinking day that's it i'm so jealous of <laughs> but he he is totally fine he pretty much asymptomatic he was he was good my okay. daughter uh, the younger one she had a low grade fever for four days and um her stomach she complained about stomach aches but that was it after four days she was totally fine also so really it was just my husband and i that that got it really bad um so yeah kids are pretty resilient and and their bodies are strong stronger anyways so 
Yeah, because I was I was curious about that because just like everyone else, like Will, um, <laughs> we also stayed home. And like you, in the beginning when they first, um, you know, placed the <laughs> order on the county that we are to shelter in place and everything, um, I didn't go visit my mom. My brother, we dropped off some stuff. Just like you, I sprayed everything. Every time that we went to Costco, we did go to Costco. We didn't go. I told him the opposite. Don't go to Safeway or don't go to those small stores. You know, mm -hmm. don't go frequently. Like, we have a big family, so it doesn't make any sense for us to go, you know, every other day or every three days to the small stores, grocery stores. But um, getting to the point um, why I brought that up, I'm still paranoid that every time, because I get frequent migraines um, and I always get paranoid, like, is this COVID? But then I can still smell, you know, I still have my senses and I don't, I've never had a fever that comes along with the migraines or the headaches mm -hmm. that I get every single month, right? And then even with the, um, this is TMI, but yeah, even when totally I get diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. No, it's totally it understandable. COVID, I mean, right? you have that fear. Your your mind just like, goes there. This, that's the first thing you think it's about. It's so Do scary. I, yeah. I, I just say, like, if your symptoms are not that severe and after a couple of days you're okay, you either probably don't have it, which you don't have anything to worry mm -hmm. about, or you had it and your body fought it fast. In which case, again, you should be thankful for that. So I'd say you would pretty much know if, if I mean, if it's serious, it's really, I mean... I mean, as soon as you what, get what fevers, as soon, yeah. as soon as you got, you know, fevers that last a week, then, you know, that that's probably when you should be exactly. way concerned, super concerned. Uh, yeah, I'd say if you're if you're worried, just go get tested. I wouldn't do it immediately. Yeah. I, I, I did it only because I had the fever. Well, you already had I the fever. I felt horrible. And I was like, I may, why wait? Mm -hmm. I may as well go get checked now because it takes forever to get your results. I mean, I don't know if, if, if since we've had it, I mean, it's been like almost yeah. three months now, if they've made the system any faster, I don't know mm -hmm. if you can get your results quicker or depending on where know. you go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'd say again, if it's mild, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like by the time there's a vaccine for this, everybody's going to be exposed to it one way or another. And right. the lucky ones are the ones that are asymptomatic, right. but they can easily pass it to whoever. So I don't think you can really run from this unless you completely isolate yourself and never leave the house, which Let me raise my I, hand. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you the hermit? Yeah, you, you know, germaphobe here. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still trying to get around the, the, the curve of getting out of the house and <laughs> doing normal things. I can't even like, go out. I, I mean, do you get fresh air? I mean, do you even go for walks? Like, cause you can uh, avoid well, in people. The backyard. That's really what we do in the backyard or in the front yard. We'll go just down the street, just riding the bikes and all that, but we don't really go anywhere. I mean, it was funny because I mean, it's not funny, but uh, the other day I took my little one to, uh, <laughs> I went to go and pick something up for my mom's and I brought him with me just so he can see my mom. But, you know, we, I made sure, obviously, we, we stayed outside of the house and they were in the garage. But, but you know, on the drive to my mom's house, I was just mm -hmm. like, huh, what do you think? Do you think, are you excited because you get to drive? Because <laughs> I don't, yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I had this get look, some fresh air. Like, well, I'm sitting in the car seat that I'm way too big for because <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, it was just kind of interesting that. I think my kids have never, they really haven't been out because we've been so paranoid. And they don't complain? Like, how are they doing just being stuck at home all the time? We don't even, 
I mean, we go out every day, so we go to the backyard and they just kind of like let all their energy out back there. We we have like, you know, we have a, a, a lot that's pretty a good size. And so they they spend a lot of time in the backyard digging holes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're younger, so they're a little bit more easier well, the teenager. to entertain, I think, at their age, right? Yeah. My my kids are a little older and they don't care. I always tell them to go outside, go get some yeah. sun. You guys are turning pale. But they don't care. Yeah. They're just happy being in their rooms and yeah. playing with their phones. But I wanted to ask you, Ali, um, so how has this experience of having COVID, recovering from COVID, how has that yeah. impacted your day-to-day life and your lifestyle even, right? Because it's yeah, a lifestyle changing. It's a life-changing um, experience. Am I- so I, I'm actually more scared now because... I know that it's real and the fact that mm-hmm. and I, it still shocks me. It's like, how is it that nobody else I know has gotten this? And there are people that are way more relaxed and carefree yeah. than I am. And they're not getting it. Like what You're the, the first one I, I know. That it actually kind of makes me angry a little bit. Like why me? You know, But I, I absolutely mm-hmm. have, and still am. It's, it might seem funny to say this, but I have like post-traumatic stress from this. I, again from reading articles that have like no basis to them but you still read stuff and it scares you um reading about people that have even feel that they've fully recovered mm-hmm. can have permanent effects internally yeah. like whether it's brain damage lung damage heart pieces you, of you your heart know dying. immediately exactly right? so and, and that's a scary thing because it's like okay a flu you get over a flu you get over a cold what is covid exactly like what is it about it? It's such a novel virus that like you don't know the exactly. long lasting effects So that to mm-hmm. me is is very scary. And and I'll, you know, let's say you have heartburn, right, which is totally normal. But then if you've had COVID, you're like, oh, this must be I it must be still the effects of COVID. I'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night sometimes. And whether it's heartburn or not, like if, if my heart like my chest feels yeah. a little heavy sometimes. I, my mind immediately goes there like, oh my God. I, and I, and I can't go back to sleep. I'll get up, I'll go to the medicine cabinet, pop in a baby aspirin mm-hmm. just to thin my blood. And then I say a prayer, God, please let me wake up in the morning. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed that prayer when I go to bed. Like, I just want to wake up because I don't know what this is going to wow. do to me in the long run. I mean, I know we're all going to die, right? It's not <laughs> obviously, but wow. I, but I don't know when exactly, it's, but, but it's in, that fear of like, inevitable. That it, that, yeah. that's a yeah. huge impact in my life because now I'm, I live in that fear of like, am I really fully recovered? Am I healthy still? So have, should you I back go- to, have you gone back to like being all paranoid about groceries and all that? Like, I mean, to that level. Or? So I'm not to that level of, when it first started. No, yeah. I, I don't like go buy groceries and then touch stuff and then put my hands in my mouth. Like I'll, I'll I, I may <laughs> not lice all packages. I might, I'll buy stuff and put them in the garage for a couple days. Like if they're cereal boxes or bread, I'll just leave them in the garage because yeah. I know it'll die. Mm. And I just wash my hands. I don't. And, and like fruits, I'll just rinse them underwater. I don't do yeah. the vinegar thing like I used to. And I just, but at the same time, I can't say that it, the thoughts not always in the back of my head, like God, you know, cross your fingers, it's fine. Cause chances are, I mean, that kind of stuff is low risk anyways. If you're gonna contract it, yeah. you're probably gonna you get it from get another it from human, else. not not mm-hmm. from contact surfaces. I think they've done more studies where they say it's not likely that you will. Right. So I'm not as, as paranoid in that sense, but I'm also like, I'll still wipe stuff, yeah. st- stuff down. I don't go, like if I ever go anywhere, I, I had, 
take the, what is it? The Lysol wipes with me, or, you know, I sit in the car, I I sanitize door handles, you know, faucet handles, stuff like that. Even in my own house, I'll still do it. Mm. Um, I wear masks, you know, if I go out anywhere, obviously. So, so I still take the proper precautions and I'm not as crazy about it as I was in the beginning. And, and I, I kind of, I'm also relying on the fact that like, I'm hoping that I still have antibodies problem is you don't know how long you have them for so Mm -hmm. now that it's reaching closer to three months and i think as more time passes especially with the winter season coming up i'll probably Mm -hmm. be you know more alert and and Mm -hmm. take more precautions i I feel like once we recovered i was like we're in the golden time right now we probably could do anything and we're (laughs) fine because we just recovered right so you you kind of go through these ups and downs and it's it's hard it's hard sometimes you think you can do it and and, and I'm like, we're, we're going to quarantine. We're going to be really good about this. And then some time passes. My kids are total outdoorsy and they love mm-hmm. being out all the time. And, well, they, and, they, great. and they want to see yeah. their family. That's the other thing. Like the extended family. We miss our cousins. We miss our, mm-hmm. you know, grandpa, blah, blah, blah. I try to minimize that. Like I, I won't just be like, okay, let's all get together and do these family events. Like, no. But if it's somebody's birthday or like with, is coming up like i i don't know that i i'll be honest i don't think it's just going to be the four of us stuck in our home i'll want to mm-hmm. see my dad and my brother and the, well, you know, would you, just, how would you plan for that would you have because i've know, heard of people just you know let's all get tested and then we'll we'll meet you know see that i disagree with that mentality because by the time you get your results and the time you meet you could have been exposed exactly exactly yeah. and the tests aren't 100 accurate right so i guess you just you know, you yeah. do everything you can to feel safe about it. Exactly. And I had somebody say to me, like, Ali, you're, you're acting crazy. You're, you're either all in or you're all out with this. And, mm-hmm. and I, again, I disagree with that. I said, no, because if you're either extreme, if you're on the extreme of isolation, there's that whole aspect of mental health. Like, do you really want to go through depression? I want my kids still to have a happy life because there's long lasting mm-hmm. effects of, of that depression, too, that, mm-hmm. that can set in. And if you go on the other route, like, well, we're living carefree. Who cares? We're all going to get sick anyway. <laughs> yeah, so you can't you may live well, on one extreme. Yeah, you exactly. may as well hug and kiss everybody. No. <laughs> so I'm somewhere, I'm trying to still find that balance, right? And there's days where I'm more paranoid and days where I'm less. So it just, I, I can't say I'm one way or another. It's just depending on my yeah. mood, I guess. So I would still, I, I don't hug anybody. I don't kiss anybody. Even my, my close family, I'll say I, I stay away. Um, but do we wear masks in the same house together? No, we don't do that either. But I'm still nervous about it. Whereas, you know, the rest of them are not because mm-hmm. they hug each other. And I'm like, why are you okay. doing that? Stay away. <laughs> like, don't hug grandma. What that's, are you thinking? That's so you hard. Know? Yeah. So, but I don't do that. Um, but, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult and it's just going to get is. harder, especially with the holidays coming up. I avoid, like, I, I won't plan any events or anything, but if I'm invited to one and it's a close family member, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable saying I'm not going to come. But then while I'm there, I don't know how much fun I'll be because I'm going to be scared the whole time. You know, so it's, it's very, mm-hmm. oh, I've, it's I've a very hard situation. I've about that myself. And, yeah. And speaking of the holidays, we did have an episode about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Elite is one of our listeners. I'm a loyal listener. Yes. Now, so I had one more question for you because I really am curious because when this all started um, and we started 
we saw the news and about Italy and the UK, my cousin, who is in healthcare, he's a healthcare worker, he did share with us that he had it, um, but he seems to be well. And I feel bad that I haven't followed up on his condition, like, because he's a nurse, right? And I'm sure he knows about um, the recurrence, you know, and how to take precautions and s stuff like that. But I'm curious to know, do you fear it coming back? Or did your doctors warn you about, well, it may come back, it may not? What kind of um, self-care or um, they give you any guidance? they tell no, you to follow? No, nobody can give you guidance um, because they just don't know. And I think the yeah. doctors are afraid to even say anything because they might feel like they're liable for it. They just don't know. what. My, my best friend is actually a doctor and I've often right. <laughs> called her asking her for for advice and she's like you know Elite, i don't know I, I i can ask around there's just not enough studies this is all too new we don't know that you can get it again or you know i think there's there's been a few reported cases of people having gotten it again um but there's so many gosh mm -hmm. I, like there's so many unknowns there yeah like maybe they never fully recovered and it's the same there's way. so you many uncertainties there's yeah. not enough um information on those specific yeah. cases but yeah, I do fear it. I think I've, like I was mentioning earlier, I, I think as more time passes, I will fear it more because, you know, if any level of antibody that was built up could be wearing off. So now, so there's different ways of looking at it. So I think like, okay, I've had it once before. So if I do get it again, is it going to be as bad? Or will right. my body kind of re recognize it? And, you know, it, maybe it mutated, but maybe yeah. I'll still have the symptoms, but they won't be as severe because right. I've had a form of it before. So, you know, I think of it that way. And then I think, well, maybe not. Maybe right. yeah. because I've had it, my body is now weaker as a result. And now a stronger form comes and this will be the death of me. I don't right. know. So but there's going to mutate, right? Exactly. And there's those two extremes that I just think. And, and, and so, yeah, I definitely am still scared that, that mm -hmm. we could get it again. And the fact that we got it once just tells me that I know that I'm that not one possible. of those that it's possible. I definitely know I'm not asymptomatic. Right. So, and it's not like you were, it's not like you were living a carefree life that you were exactly. bound to get it necessarily, but exactly. so it's like, so, how are you even, like, so what am yourself? I, what am I doing differently this time? Like yeah. we, we did finish most of our remodel. We left the bedrooms out. We were going to mm -hmm. do that after we finished our kitchen and bathroom. But now, you know, we decided like, obviously we're going to be smarter about this. We're not going to redo the, the bedrooms yet until, after there's the vaccine for this thing. So that's one thing we're doing differently. We're holding off on mm -hmm. inviting any, you know, strangers into our homes, mask or not, to do any mm. of that's unnecessary. Anything that's unnecessary, we are not going to do that. Yeah. I do believe that, like, taking little vacations and um, getting health. out of the house, I think that's exactly mental health. That's very important to me and my family. We are not going to do it every day. Totally. So there's that level of like, okay, let's let's do low risk or, or minimum risk. What what can we, you know, compromise here? And and mm -hmm. again, like I I don't stop praying. It, it's just this you kind of like just cross your fingers mm -hmm. and pray and say like, let's hope that because we've had it once, it won't be as bad if we get it again, and that the cure will come yeah. sooner than later. Uh, not cure, vaccine. Uh, yeah, exactly the yeah. vaccine. That's what I meant to say because. There is no cure, but <laughs> no. it just sucks. The world we're living in now is. It is pretty scary because I <clears throat> do still go to the office um, every now and then, like at least two to three times every other week or so. Um, but for the most part, I have 
um, had the luxury of being able to work from home. Um, but sometimes I feel like I could be a little bit more careful when I'm out, you know, in the office, around the office. I mean, they, they're keeping it at a minimum, the people that we bring into the office to work. Um, but still, I think I feel like I'm starting to, yeah. like me and my husband are starting to feel a little, a little more bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, except for when we go to the store, obviously. But I hear all these stories, you know, friends of friends dying from COVID and then people being um, getting it and they are recovering. So I don't know mm -hmm. what to believe. Just like you, like I stopped watching the news because all I'm getting is um, just people politicizing it. it and um, it's a <laughs> health issue, you know, and I'm scared because we have a big family. Like I said, my husband has had cancer, so he's high risk. Right. And I'm a smoker, mm -hmm. so I don't know how my lungs are going to handle it if I were to get COVID. Exactly. So those, yeah. the unknown exactly. is what's scaring the crap out of me right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that you pulled through it. You and your husband pulled through it. Um, and I hope you guys don't get it again. But going through that experience, I mean, what suggestions yeah. or what advice um, well, I would for say just be as careful as there. you can be. I can't give this suggestion of isolate yourself because I don't do that. But I don't feel comfortable meeting new people mm. um, that I don't know who they are, where they've been. I don't shake hands with anybody. I mean, I'll still, if, if I ever do go out anywhere, if let's say it's a family gathering, but then that family member has invited a friend over that I didn't expect or something. And they come mm -hmm. towards me like they want to shake my hand. And it seems really awkward to just put your hand up and say, sorry, <laughs> you know, like stay away. I would still recommend keep away from people. Um, yeah. Don't hug and kiss them. Obviously just because you feel like, well, they're family or they're a close friend. Cause anybody can, can give it to yeah. you. I mean, I could have gotten it from a yeah. my own family member for all I know that was asymptomatic. Right. So I, and, and absolutely wash your hands constantly. Don't touch any surfaces that have been handled by people. Like for example, you know, people are now going to restaurants and they're outdoors, right? Well, they'll, they may have, um, some may still give you like a salt and pepper shaker or something mm -hmm. yeah. that they claim they've sanitized, whatever. I don't trust any of that. I'll still use like a napkin to touch any surface that has been, you know, touched by the public. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, I'd just say, be super careful. And, and I still get upset when I see people that, that they feel like, well, we're young. If we get it, it's not going to affect us. So we're still going to get together. You know, we're all going to get this. So whatever, let's just hang out together because mm -hmm. those are the people, you know, I, I don't want to be super judgy, yeah. but like those no. are the people that are spreading it because they are asymptomatic and they're giving it to others. And those people, you know, are the ones that get sick and die. So if mm -hmm. everybody was just cautious and careful and didn't needlessly get together all the time just to have fun, this thing could go away, you know, and I don't know what I'm trying would, to say, or at least minimize it. It wouldn't right. completely go away, but yeah, it would definitely minimize it. Give, give a chance. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. it's definitely scary since you've had it. So, I mean, it, you, you yeah. can speak from experience. And yeah, I and want I think... people to look at me as like, you know, the, the example, like, because I've had it that they would be more cautious, but I've found right. that that's not necessarily the case. People have I already know. made up their mind. They're either going to be careful or they're just going to continue to see others thinking it's not a big yeah. deal. Um, so they've Even already made up actually their have had it. I mean, other, uh, just, just not you and not you specifically, but even people who are already have had it, they continue with their life as normal. I was like, mm -hmm. it's fine. 
Okay. Well, yeah, because maybe yeah. their symptoms weren't that severe, and they're like, oh, whatever, yeah. it's just like another flu or cold. Right. But but again, I I don't feel comfortable to to say that just because it is so new and nobody really knows. And have I changed a hundred percent one way or another? No. I'm I'm still undecided. I'm still kind of, it scares me, but I know at the same time I have to live my life and stay sane. So it's, I can't give a clear answer or give the perfect advice, right. you know, other than just do your best, try to take the lowest risk as possible. Um, mm-hmm. That's really all I have to say about it and, 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 and pray. <laughs> well, once again, we, we thank you Elite for sharing your experience and, you know, a lot of it's like you said, it's new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, anytime, again, absolutely. And yeah. giving us I mean, insight. It, you're you're yeah. like the first person I knew that that has gone through it and came around. And <laughs> I should go play the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I you <know>. should. <laughs> you really should. No, but you should. We should probably visit or um, ask you to come back again, like maybe end of next I don't year. Know, oh. at the end of next year, just <laughs> to see and you follow mean like a year up. From now. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, because I, I I'm very um yeah. I'm very curious as to the long term effects because me and my husband were talking about this um because he had asked this morning or last night, um, what's your topic for this week? And I said, Somebody had COVID and recovered from it. And then we started talking about our fears and you know, mm-hmm. the long term effects, like the unknowns, the uncertainty of it, you know. And for me, it just brought back all the fears that I had in the beginning, you know, like more so because of my kids. I don't want to bring anything back to my kids, but I, I'm right. curious as to the long-term effect to your body, your organs, you know, um, because I, I I did read a lot um, and sometimes mm-hmm. I can't help it. It's right in front of you, especially when you're scrolling through your social media feed, you know, and you out. see all these new articles, oh, new um, research or new study. Yeah. So um, I kind of want to revisit your um, your story. Sometime in the future, um, yeah. I mean, sometime long, yeah, long sure, uh, absolutely, anytime you know, soon. Uh, yeah, in I'll the future. Mm-hmm. I know. I, have- <laughs> 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 I joke about it, but at the same time, I I'm hope not so too. When oh I say my I have God. PTSD. Like I, do, uh, I do have that fear. Oh, so. I know, I know. I, you know, and I, full disclosure, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> what's that? I'm a hypochondriac too. So. <laughs> There you go. That 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 answers any <laughs> questions as to why I feel this way. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's actually part of the reason why, like every time mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think I have a symptom of it, like, <laughs> um, like the, the, the or TMI information <laughs> I shared with you guys earlier, um, like I get, I no, I know, I get really scared and paranoid, but. At the same time, because my doctors <laughs> mm-hmm. know that I'm a little on the, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. I call for everything. I think I have this. I have that testing for this. And sometimes it has, I was right. My suspicions were mm-hmm. right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, right. uh, I don't want to get it. I can't afford to get it. I don't know how my body will respond to it or react yeah. to it because I'm not the healthiest. Um, I'm a smoker, like I said. So, I'm just happy that you um, and I don't know anyone personally aside from my cousin who has had it and recovered from it. So I'm glad you and your family um, 
got through it. And want to share thank your you for joining us handle? again. <laughs> and like my I handle, said, sure. Um, um, so I I only have Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I'm on Facebook, I'm just uh, Elite Dubrava, E L L I T, last name D O U B R A V A. And on Instagram, I'm just Elite D E L L I T D. Um, awesome. So yeah. Um, Thank you so, so much for having me. And yeah, uh, thanks again. And uh, you know, again, we appreciate it. And for everyone listening, thank you again for following, subscribing, listening every week, especially Elite because she's a loyal, loyal <laughs> listener. Yes. <laughs> Without you, we wouldn't be here. Really. <laughs> she is. I'm very grateful to you. And um, no, seriously, I, I do appreciate. We got all one the from listeners. Singapore, by um, the way. I I look at the analytics awesome. um, every now and then, almost. Every other day. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Singapore, for listening to us. And like I said, if you guys have yeah. any topic that you want to discuss, you want to collaborate, let us know. Contact us. Our email address, the.atypical.karen at gmail.com. We have an Instagram page now. It's at notyourtypicalkaren underscore podcast. Um, share your ideas with us. If we're wrong or if we've misspoken, let us know. <laughs> And again, be like, a great way to end it. Listen anyway, to us. Anyway, have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>